Coming up, a major loss for President Biden's COVID strategy, which has been a disaster in the first place. The Supreme Court has struck down Biden's vaccine mandate on private businesses, just as we predicted, because it's massive government overreach. All the details coming up, plus Biden's approval numbers, no surprise here. Get ready, they keep tanking. They have plunged even further just when you thought they they pretty much can't get any lower than they already were. And this is no surprise because Biden's a failure. In fact, he's not, you know, calling him a failure is not really fair. It's an insult to people who are only failures. I mean, Biden, this man is our worst nightmare. Also coming up, Senator Ted Cruz grilled a top FBI official about January 6th. This is astonishing. And by the way, Ted Cruz himself said some things about January 6th, which got a lot of people upset, including myself, where he called it an act of terror. But put that aside, a top FBI official at a hearing could not answer a basic question. Uh, Ted Cruz asked her, were FBI agents embedded in the crowd on January 6th? Did FBI agents incite the riots? And she could not give a straight answer to whether FBI agents were in the crowd inciting people to breach the Capitol, inciting people to violence. I mean, this is amazing. So all of that is coming up. Bombshell story this week. Dr. Fauci actually dismissed the lab leak, the lab leak theory, the conspiracy theory, which we now know is, is by far the most likely scenario. The lab leak theory of the Wuhan virus lab. So emails have leaked from back in 2020, early on in the pandemic, confirming that Dr. Fauci, he was like dismissive of the whole thing and basically said, oh, this whole thing is just going to go. He called it a shiny object, a shiny little object that's going to go away. And it turns out that we'll read you some of the email thread and it turns out that Fauci lied Recently, Fauci appeared at an event and he said, oh, I was always open to the lab leak theory. And these emails confirm he was not open to the lab leak theory. He totally dismissed it. He just wanted it to go away and and basically told his boss at the NIH, he said, let's just not focus on it and hopefully it'll just fizzle. I mean, it's it's absurd. Clearly, this leaked out of a lab, unless you tell me that China intentionally spread it, but it clearly leaked out of, oh, it didn't leak out of a lab. Several miles away, there's a market. The market, they don't even sell bats. They have not found a single bat that uh, that that actually has the covid virus and like there are no bats within hundreds of miles of Wuhan um, that, that that have any kind of viruses that have it's just it, it, there is zero basis for the notion that it spread from a bat to a human and there's so many holes in that theory and here you have the epicenter of the pandemic is the home of a lab where they have thousands thousands of bat coronaviruses that that, that that have been manipulated to, to, to be able to infect humans. What do you think happened here? It doesn't even take, I mean, any fourth grader would figure it out. But anyway, here, so here's the email thread. So let me, well, Fauci recently appeared at a, at a Wall Street Journal tech health event, and he said, quote, he said that he was never, he never played it down. He said the accusations that he downplayed the, um, the theory lab leak for, for political reasons is preposterous. He said, quote, until you nail it down definitively, you always have to keep an open mind that it might be something else. That's the way I've been from the very beginning. That's a lie. In other words, he was specifically talking about, oh, you know, people said I'm not open to the idea that it's a lab leak theory. That wasn't my number one choice, but I'm always open until you nail it down. It's not true because an email thread was leaked by Republicans this week. Dr. Fauci dismissed the theory, called it a shiny object that'll go away. It's egregious. What happened was uh, uh, this Francis Collins, who was the head of the NIH, he just retired. Francis Collins, he's somebody, you know, he's not a man of science. Unless if you're a scientist who agrees with him, 
then he then he accepts your science. But there were scientists who disagreed with with Francis Collins' approach and with the United States government's approach. These are legitimate science, epidemiologists. Francis Collins is not, by the way, but he, that's not even his background. But these are epidemiologists who said don't lock down, who said you, you use the Sweden approach. And whether you agree or disagree with that, but Francis Collins basically called he said they were phony. He called them pseudoscientists. So what happened? to But they're scientists, right? They're, they're, they're from Harvard. They're from Oxford. So the answer is because he doesn't care about science. He only cares about if you agree with him, then he accepts your science. But if there are scientists who disagree with him, then he totally dismisses them. That's not a man of science. That's a man with an agenda. But so Francis Collins was very nervous about the lab leak theory. He wrote, he, he, he said, quote, he said, uh, there was a report from Fox News back in early, uh, early on in the pandemic in 2020 about how they came from a lab. And he wrote, he said, is there anything that the NIH can do to put down this very destructive conspiracy with what seems to have growing momentum. So he called the lab leak theory a very destructive conspiracy. Francis Collins in an email to Anthony Fauci. Why is it destructive, by the way? I guess because it quite, what's, what's destructive about it? I mean, that China actually leaked a dangerous virus and caused a pandemic? I mean, uh, of course that's something which is extremely likely. It's not a conspiracy. Why are they so threatened by it? Because that threatens the establishment, the scientific establishment, the science, you know, the, these men of science who are bogus. So he wrote back, um, uh, Anthony Fauci, he said, I would not do anything about this right now. It's a shiny object that will go away in time. That's what Fauci said. Clearly, Fauci dismissed the theory. Clearly, he didn't object to Francis Collins calling it a destructive conspiracy. And he clearly, clearly did not embrace or accept the theory or even or even uh, was not even open to the theory. And then he lied and said, oh, yeah, I've always been open to that theory. All right. Joe Biden's approval numbers are spiraling out of control just when he thought they could not get any lower. Biden's approval rating now is just 33 percent. And you almost can't any president cannot be lower. Uh, any president with a pulse, could, you know, you can't really go lower than 30 or maybe the high 20s because there's always going to be somebody out there who actually says yes when they ask if you approve of of, of the president's job. So it, it's like astonishing 30, 30 you know, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting because it's going to get down to the 20s here. And how do 33 percent of voters uh, approve of Biden. How do 33% of voters still approve of the man is the real question. Those are the people, these are the Democrats, the diehards who they would, if Kim Jong-un was a Democrat, so they would support Kim Jong-un. I mean, uh, if like they picked some kind of like a farmer in Kentucky, you know, with no teeth and put him in the White House, actually, a, a, you know, if he's a Democrat, they'll support him. But actually, I'm thinking about it, a farmer from Kentucky without teeth you know, who has no political experience, you stick him in the White House, he could not possibly do any worse than Biden. All right, we are excited, as always, to be hosted on the VIN News Podcast Network, vinnews.com, the VIN News Podcast Network, one of the preeminent Jewish news websites on the planet. The CDC, this is so outrageous, the CDC is changing its mask recommendations. The CDC has announced that they are going to be changing their mask recommendations after two years. After two years, the CDC wakes up. Oh, by the way, our data on masks are wrong. Is wrong. The uh, you know, cloth masks are, are, are pretty much doing nothing. Like, where have you been for the last two years? It, it's so so sickening. And, and, and by the way, this week, Fauci and Walensky, Rochelle Walensky is the head of the CDC. Uh, they both testified in Congress about masks. This is hilarious. Uh, uh, Fauci and Walensky both testified about masks in Congress. Walensky wore two masks. While she testified, Walensky wore two masks. Fauci did not wear a mask. So talk about 
mixed messaging. Talk about lack of lack of consistency there, and it's just the optics are. It just looks silly. I mean, and and they were mocked, of course, on social media. But you had well, they're testifying about masks. They they, they call it the two top government officials dealing with the virus. Walensky's wearing two masks. Fauci's not wearing a mask. Walensky is, and she's double double vaxxed and, of course, got the booster. Uh, you cannot make this stuff up. So the CDC is updating its recommendations. Basically, they're not going to include cloth masks or even surgical masks as recommended. It's going to be N95, KN95. So the CDC basically saying what I've suspected all along, by the way, what Rand Paul has been saying. They're not going to apologize to him. What Rand Paul was suspended from YouTube for saying, they're basically saying after two years that uh, cloth masks don't work. Like like they're finally changing the guidelines. I mean, I I thought that these masks were worthless because it's it, it, it's it's like these particles are microscopic. These are tiny tiny particles. Like I say, look at somebody exhale cigarette smoke <clears throat> through a cloth through a cloth mask. It flies across the room. There's been no scientific data. There are no clinical studies about cloth masks. Rand Paul knew this. They claim to follow the science, right? This is outrageous on so many levels because they claim to follow the science. They, they, they accuse us of being monsters when we say, hey, listen, guys, cloth masks, this, this is a joke. This doesn't really seem like a good idea. Oh, no, you're, you're, a, you're a murderer. You know, you're, you're somebody who doesn't believe in science. No, I'm somebody who says put on a real mask. I, I want you to put on a mask if you want to wear a mask. I respect people who put on a mask, but put on a KN95 mask. So here's the question. They wake up now. Oh, you know what? We're changing the mask guidelines. Cloth masks are not really so effective. Well, what changed? Did, did the science change? Did masks suddenly stop working? Walensky has been in charge for a year. Walensky has been ahead of the CDC for a year recommending that people wear masks that go against the science, and she's going to now, she's going to go quote studies. She's going to quote studies and say, well, the studies show you that cloth masks actually do not work. So number one, I guarantee you those are not new studies. Those studies, this doesn't work either way because if they're new studies, well, what have you been waiting for for two years to study masks? You've been telling the whole world to put on cloth masks. And oh, by the way, I woke up two years later and we actually did a study on the cloth masks. Are, are you kidding me? But the answer is they didn't. They, they've had studies about this for quite a long time. Rand Paul has cited these studies and was suspended from YouTube for it. Like nearly a year ago, I guarantee you these studies that they're going to tell you, oh, we're changing the, the mask recommendations. These are at least six months, eight months, ten months old. And and if they're brand new, then that's inexcusable that they haven't done a study until now. So why now? Why suddenly now? Because Omicron is out of control. It's spreading everywhere. It's extremely contagious. Omicron is unstoppable. The vaccine doesn't stop it. So they need to follow this. They actually need to now follow the science. They actually are stuck. They can't just tell everybody to get vaccinated. The Trump vaccine, by the way. So it's infuriating. They literally make up rules to fit to fit their agenda. And then they call us the science deniers. And you know me, do not ever take medical advice from me. I'm not giving you medical advice. I don't want anybody to say, oh, listen, he doesn't take the virus seriously. I take the virus extremely seriously. Even now, I know people who are double vaxxed who got pretty sick, pretty sick. There are, you know, there are stories. Omicron doesn't appear to be as dangerous as some of the previous strange strains. But Omicron is very, very, it can be very, very not just uncomfortable, it could be dangerous. So I want to be extremely clear. And, and, and I respect somebody who wears a KN95 mask. Look, people seem to be getting it. It's very hard to avoid. But, but you should certainly try to avoid it. I do not want to ever, like, I- imply or insinuate somehow that it shouldn't be taken seriously. My point is very simple. If you take it seriously and they're going to tell you wear a cloth mask and you're going to walk around in a cloth mask thinking that you're protected, it's a joke. Cloth mask is a joke. You're better off without it because without the cloth mask, you'll be more careful. All right. So Iran 
story, news on Iran here. Iran has threatened to attack Americans on U.S. soil. This is in retaliation for Qasem Soleimani. And by the way, Iran, they are running rings around Biden. I mean, this is such a joke. Eighth round of negotiations. We'll get we'll get to this. The Iranians, they are getting closer than imaginable to, to a nuclear weapon. They're almost there. They're almost at 90% uh, uranium enrichment. The Iranians are really, really, really close, closer than they've ever been by far. And Biden's going to blame Trump. Biden's been the president for a year, and it's a joke. They, they are making a mockery of the Biden administration. They're just sitting there breaking all, all, the, all the rules of the Obama nuclear deal, which were pathetic rules to begin with. And Iran is, like, developing this nuke, and they're laughing at us. Oh, let's have another round of talks. Oh, and by the way, we're even closer. And now we're even closer, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. They're, they're totally mocking. They're just sitting there laughing all the way to a nuclear bomb. Anyway, but now they've threatened to attack Americans on U.S. soil. That's a whole that, that's a whole new uh, level we've reached here with Iran. That's a game changer. And they threatened to assassinate Trump. And that's horrific. And yet what's amazing is Iran has not been banned by Twitter. Iran has not been banned by Twitter. They literally they threaten genocide all the time. They, they are a, a terrorist regime they, they, and a terrorist sponsor of terror all around the world, even to the, you know, at this very moment. They, they threaten to assassinate the former president, and they're not banned from Twitter. Trump is banned from Twitter for inciting violence. Iran, in addition to literally threatening genocide and all sorts of things, threatened to wipe, threatening for years to wipe the U.S. off the map, Israel off the map, they have now shared a video showing Trump being murdered by a drone strike on U.S. soil while playing golf. They, they, they literally created a video that depicts Trump playing golf and being assassinated by a drone. And yet they're not being – how is that not inciting violence? And remember, a Twitter executive was asked to try to, you know, and, and a Twitter executive actually attempted to justify the hypocrisy of Twitter where they'll ban Trump, but they won't ban the Ayatollah and the Twitter official. Remember this? In the Knesset, the, the official said – that well, the Ayatollah is inciting violence against a foreign country, so that's that's okay. Trump was inciting violence against Americans. What? 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 What are you? What are you? Do these people? What are they saying? Do they really believe this gibber, gibberish? Literally trying to justify, oh, the Ayatollah is okay because he wasn't threatening violence against his own people. We don't have to ban him from Twitter. What? I mean, Iran—they're threatening to wipe out to wipe out Israel. They're they're threatening to wipe out Trump. So that's allowed. Like, is it because? They're they're conservative. Like you're allowed to you're allowed to threaten conservatives on Twitter, and then you're okay. You just can't threaten liberals. That 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 which probably is the real answer. Anyway, so Jen Psaki, she's blaming Trump. How long are they going to blame? They blame Trump for everything, right? They blame they blame Trump for COVID. They blame Trump. For, they they blame Trump for the border, which which is the the biggest joke because Trump was stronger on the border. I mean, Trump literally solved the border crisis by himself, and he was the first president to do that. In decades. And it's like Trump, somehow they blame him for everything. So they blame him for Iran. And uh, how long does that go? I mean, Iran, eighth round of negotiations, the eighth round, the Iranians, they don't allow in U.N. inspectors. They, they literally they're they're announcing they announce it. They, they, they put out press releases. We breached it even more. We breached we, 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 we've broken the nuclear deal even more. Now we have hundreds of pounds of stockpiled uranium or whatever the or whatever the number is and now we're up to 760% enrichment and 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 getting even higher and it's like they announce it proudly nobody does anything no consequences no increase in the sanctions and the UN inspectors sorry you can't come in you can come in here but you can't come into all these secret military facilities of ours but that's where we think you have the nukes well you can't come in sorry please pretty please can we come in no 
So an eighth round, eighth round of negotiations, it's time to stop negotiating. Eight rounds of negotiations, they've gotten nowhere. They've gotten nowhere in these talks with Iran. They're talking about Biden and the Biden people who are beyond incompetent. I mean, they're p- pathetic. And it's like, well, let's try another round. Okay, guys, seven rounds. Anything? No, they won't budge. Um, they, you know, they, they refuse to halt their, their nuclear development. All right, well, let's try an eighth round. Oh, that's a great idea. We'll try an eighth round. But what happens when, when the media asks us why we're such failures and why we've gotten nowhere? Oh, we'll blame Trump because it's Trump's fault because Trump is the one who got out of the deal. We'll just keep doing that. That's the strategy. It's It's insane. All right, so... The Supreme Court has struck down Biden's OSHA vaccine mandate on businesses, which is exactly what we predicted because it's so illegal because the federal government and specifically OSHA. I'll read you some of the the, the ruling here from the, the Supreme Court. They cannot restrict private businesses. A state government may be a different story, but not the federal government. So and certainly not OSHA. OSHA, they're a business regulating agency. So here's a quote from the ruling permitting OSHA to regulate the hazards of daily life simply because most Americans have jobs and face those same risks on the clock would significantly expand OSHA's regulatory authority without clear congressional authorization. And uh, it says, quote, although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, it has not given the agency power to regulate public health more broadly, requiring vaccination of 84 million Americans selected simply because they work for employers with more than 100 employees certainly falls in the latter category, end quote. So what they're saying is very simple. They're saying OSHA, OSHA can like, like, like uh, if there are occupational hazards, right? If there are things that if there's a construction site or if there's a, a workplace where the workplace itself creates a danger, right? Whether it's driving, whatever the, uh, whatever the danger might be that actually comes from the workplace, OSHA is allowed to regulate and tell the company, listen, you have to keep your employees safe. But what, what, what the Supreme Court is saying here is very simple. Uh, COVID, a person doesn't get more sick with COVID in the workplace than anywhere else. It's part of daily life. You know, if like there was some kind of toxin in the air that was everywhere and it wasn't specifically in any company. And and could OSHA go and say, hey, listen, these companies have to get rid of the toxin. No, if the company doesn't create the toxin, then it's not it's not related to OSHA. It's not a business thing. So COVID is not it's not a business hazard. It's not a job hazard. It's not an occupational hazard. It's not a hazard created by the company. So OSHA can't just randomly decide, Okay, but the company has to solve the problem. That's totally, totally beyond the scope of their of their jurisdiction and of their authority. That's what the court ruled over here, which is essentially what we predicted would happen. So great job there by the conservative Supreme Court. Many of them appointed, of course, by Trump. All right. So as we said, to, and, and, and of course, this is a major blow to the Biden strategy where he was going to try to force million, tens of millions, tens of millions of Americans to get vaccinated this way. Uh, so Ted Cruz, uh, the, he grilled a, the, a senior FBI official, and she just couldn't answer. She just refused to answer, like, the most basic questions, like, basically, were there FBI agents who participated in the riot, in the Capitol riot January 6th? They can't answer this question. What does that tell you? Your Cruz question, Jill Sanborn, executive assistant director of the FBI's national security branch, whether any FBI agents participated in the January 6th events, uh, which the Democrats call an, an insurrection, of course. And let me tell you, there's this theory out there. There is evidence that the FBI agents were the ones who triggered the riots. There is, I would call it strong evidence that, uh, that, 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 that FBI agents actually triggered the riots, that they were the ones who actually incited the violence. And, you know, they say it's a conspiracy theory. Well, number one, Ted Cruz, as I said, he called it a terrorist attack. So I don't think Ted Cruz is a conspiracy theorist. But here's the thing. The lab leak theory, like we mentioned earlier, conspiracy theory. That's what Francis Collins said. And yet it's the most likely scenario. Spygate. Remember when Spygate? Now we know that 
Obama and his FBI spied on Trump, but like they made fun of everybody. That was a conspiracy theory. Trump said I was wiretapped by the FBI and everyone laughed and made fun. Oh, Trump, you know, he's a lunatic. And, and, and it's 100 percent fact. UFOs, UFOs for years were a conspiracy theory. And it, do, it doesn't mean they're aliens, but UFOs, unidentified flying objects, were, there were so many sightings and the government dismissed it. And then last year or a year and a half ago, the government put out a statement saying, actually, there have been UFO sightings reported for years and we can't explain it for, the, for many, many, many years. What happened? Well, all those poor people who have been talking about UFOs and they've been like, banished from society, can we go get them back and apologize? So, so there's almost no such thing as a conspiracy theory. I mean, unless you have to be really, really extreme. So, so uh, anyway, Ted Cruz asked this Jill Sanborn quote: "How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? She said, "I'm sure you can appreciate. I cannot go into the specifics of sources and methods." She's basically taking the tack over here, taking the approach of, "Listen, we can't reveal our methods, but like, I'm sorry, you could confirm, you could say, listen, FBI agents did not break the law on January 6th. They they weren't part of the violence on January 6th. That's not that's not revealing your methods, but that's not what she's saying." Which is amazing. This is a, this is a real bombshell. So Cruz said, "Did any FBI agents or confidential informants participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no, sir? I cannot answer that. I cannot answer that. He's asking if FBI agents participated in the events. I cannot answer that. Well, what does that tell you? And then he said, "Did any FBI agents commit crimes of violence on January 6th, or did FBI agents actively encourage crimes of violence?" And she said. Not to my knowledge, sir. She A couple of times she kept saying, I can't answer that again. First he asked her how many FBI agents participated, actively participated. I cannot go into the specifics. Then he said, did any FBI agents um, actively participate? Yes or no? Sir, I cannot answer that. So she cannot answer if FBI agents actively participated. That tells me all I need to know. And then he says to her, did any FBI agents commit crimes of violence or encourage active violence, and she says, not to my knowledge. So she can't even answer that, not to my knowledge. Basically, she's not aware of, so perhaps if it's possible FBI agent, she didn't say no. She can't say no. One of the heads of the FBI cannot say no uh, definitively. FBI agents did not commit acts of violence? Are you kidding me? So why is this so important? Because there's this conspiracy theory that the FBI was behind it, conspiracy quote-unquote. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. There's a lot of evidence. Ray Epps. One of the, but if, but if you say this, then like the media, the establishment, even some Republicans will say, oh, listen to, you know, Liz Cheney will say, oh, listen to these lunatics, these Trump supporters. Well, here's the problem. Ray Epps. Ray Epps is one of the main people behind the riot. There are videos all over of Ray Epps. And Ray Epps, he's wanted by the government, but the, the FBI has not arrested Ray Epps. They are putting people in jail left and right who participated in the riots. Ray Epps was one of the people who started the riot. And this is according to Ted Cruz, by the way. But this is, you can watch the video. Cruz himself said Epps was caught on video encouraging people on January 5th to break into the Capitol. He encouraged people to break into the Capitol the day before. And then Epps is is, is captured on video whispering to someone on January 6th who then started tearing down the barricades around the Capitol. And uh, the FBI... Uh, they first in, they first publicly were looking for information for Ray Epps, but then they removed him from the public posting. They first posted information, we need information on Ray Epps, then they removed him. So what's going on here? So Cruz asked Jill Sanborn, who is Ray Epps? And she said, we're aware of the individual, but we do not have any specific background. And Cruz said, and this is the biggest bombshell of all, Cruz said, is Ray Epps a Fed? He said, he said is Ray Epps a Fed? And, and and Jill Sanford said, I cannot answer that question. I cannot answer that question. And she and she could not answer whether Epps urged people to tear down barricades. Hello, these people have been investigating January 6th for a year. That's like all they're like obsessed with it. 
and, and, and like I said, Cruz himself called it a terror act. And people got upset. Conservatives were very outraged. You know, um, Tucker Carlson grilled Cruz for that. So it's it's like, how can you not believe? You know, why can't they just answer the questions? Why can't they answer the questions? If if the FBI was not involved in in, in inciting the January 6th riots, then the, the heads of the FBI should be able under oath to say, listen, the FBI was not involved in this. That's what I would say. But like they're hemming and hawing and hedging. And there are so many there's so, you know, so many red flags here. And the real story on January 6th that they're that they're burying is Pelosi's incompetence. And hopefully the Republicans take control and they do a real a real investigation because Nancy Pelosi was in charge of security of the Capitol as Speaker of the House. President Trump requested 10,000 National Guard troops. It's documented. And, and yet they refused to send National Guard troops. And if Trump really wanted the Capitol breached, uh, why would he why would he request the National Guard to, to secure the place? The Capitol was breached. The U.S. Capitol was breached. I mean, this is like, you know, third world country stuff here. The U.S. Capitol should not be breached by some people who are angry that uh, the Democrats stole the election. And Pelosi's in charge. So, like, the whole thing is a smokescreen. This whole thing about investigating January 6th and impeaching Trump, that's really to take the focus off of Pelosi, who she is 100 percent culpable, even if it's just negligence, but she's 100 percent negligent. For allowing the, the the security there, they knew these people were going to be outside the Capitol and marching that day. They have to secure the U.S. It's the U.S. Capitol. Hello, she's like the the third most powerful person in the country, and maybe maybe Democrats even wanted there to be a riot, you know. And dare I say, maybe Democrats wanted there to be a riot so that they could blame Trump and impeach Trump and turn that into the big story. They knew Biden was going to be incompetent and a failure as a president, but this is what they hang their hat on. Oh well, January sixth, Trump's evil. Just think of January 6th. And it did. It turned a lot of Republicans against Trump January 6th. And isn't it interesting? I'll just throw this out there. Thousands of violent Trump supporters breached the Capitol. And like there were no Democrat Congress members who were attacked. They all managed to get out. Like, you know, you wonder how much they were expecting. I'm just going to put this out there. Um, they, They got Pelosi's laptop. They literally got Nancy Pelosi's laptop and destroyed it. So these people, they were out for blood. You know, they, these these people. I'm not saying they wanted to hurt anybody. I don't mean that. But but I'm saying these people were angry. They were angry and they were angry at Democrats. And like, even if they weren't going to get violent against Democrats, but why would they not confront the Democrats? But amazingly, the Democrat members of Congress all managed to be out of there. So just you know, do what you want with that. Draw your own conclusions. That's going to do it for today. And we will see you next time.